Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. What is God training you for? Where does the Father have you apprenticing? That's the question I'd love you to ponder this morning. And I'd love for you to call in with your story on how God had you in his apprentice program. And it turned out like for such a time as this. You know, he's he's been teaching me my whole life. I got in the car business in 1971. And so there were certain things about that that he knew I needed to know, I guess, in order to do the Christian Car Guy show for some extent. But there's other places that he had me in specifically. My friend Bob here from Bob with 109 You Pull It is with us this morning. And, Bobby, he had you in a special place in a junkyard uh, that only a, a, a junkyard kind of guy could know how to witness under certain circumstances, right? It's been pretty amazing, and the things that uh, have transpired in my life in the last, well, 16 years over there, and, uh, you know, the way we get to hook up with people and, and just, you know, talk to people in a, in a fashion that they're accustomed to. I mean, we pray every morning, and uh, and everybody attends, you know. I, I, they don't, they're not forced to be in there for the, for the morning meet and the prayer and everything, but... Uh, they're encouraged, but uh, so God might just sneak up on you in a junkyard. <laughs> absolutely, brother. And, and like I say, God's presented me with so many opportunities here recently to uh, to uh, take the story of my life and 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 my son's death and uh, maybe have a positive effect and a little influence on somebody else's life. It's just really been amazing. So I, what I wanted to do is share my one particular story of my own to kind of get this kicked off because I'm hoping that you'll call in with yours. And that's obviously because I started selling cars in 1971 and then I, were, I was hanging around car dealerships, washing cars, all sorts of stuff. God had me as an insider. And I would love to see how God trained you to be an insider like that. We'd love to hear your story. Again, the call-in number is 866 348 seven eight eight four or if you're digitally gifted you can call in at eight six six three four truth but as i mentioned i start out but i didn't know that god was going to have me for such a time as this in a little dealership in moxville north carolina which i ended up owning and when i got there there was an older gentleman there by the name of johnny hendrix and johnny hendrix was like the world-renowned car salesman of moxville everybody in town knew him he was truly a great car salesman. The longer I worked with him, the more I realized that he was very gifted, really could connect with people, was brutally honest in most cases, and and all those things were his M.O. And one day he popped his head in, but I did not know if he was a Christian, Bob. It was one of those things that, wow, I'd worked with this guy five years, but I didn't know if he knew Christ. I'd invited him to the Bible study we'd have every week. He wouldn't come. He gave money to, to start the Christian Businessmen's Committee in Moxville, but he didn't come to that. When we'd have our Christmas thing, I couldn't get him engaged. So I really, he was the kind of person that was a little bit distant. It was hard to get into that conversation with him. He would avoid it. He'd go somewhere, and we, we just never got there. 
And so I didn't know where he stood. And then the day came that he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And he pops his head in my office and said, can I talk to you a minute? And he sits down and he tells me he's been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And I listened. I was in the middle of about 40 things at the time. And I had, here was the divine appointment of a divine appointments, and I totally blew it. I was like, well, I, I survived cancer. Um, Johnny, I'm sure you're going to be good. I'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see the look i'll never ever forget it it was one of those things like god the holy spirit just grabbed me and said you see that look on his face you had a chance to actually connect with him and you didn't instead of praying with him you prayed for him huh? Uh, two weeks later i got a call from his wife he's in a coma they don't think he's going to make it through the night can you please come so i get there and we're all praying the doctor comes in and says yeah i don't think he's gonna make it through the night and so I looked at Geraldine, his wife, and I said, well, Geraldine, I got to know. I said, I've known Johnny for years. Is he a Christian? And his wife says, I don't know. Mm. His best friend, Bruce Rollins, was standing there. I asked Bruce, Bruce, do you know if Johnny's a Christian? And, and Bruce says, Robbie, I don't know. Years ago, he went to Turntine Baptist, got mad at the pastor, never went back. I really don't know. And I was, oh, my word. And here we were, and we prayed a lot of that night, and Johnny was in a serious coma the next morning, they were wanting to pull the plug. And I went out on sort of a prayer drive to just say, God, I, I had this moment. I could see the look in his face. I had a chance to witness this man. I, I blew it. I said, God, if you would just give me some time, give me some time, I promise I will find a way, if he doesn't know you, to introduce you, or if he does know you, to, to get to know you better. Well, the second day, they called in the whole family trying to get him to pull the plug. I said, no, don't, don't. I, I, I just have this sense that God's going to give Johnny another chance. We don't know where he stands. Please don't pull that plug because I'm so afraid that he'll spend eternity without knowing the Lord. And I, it's just more than I could bear the idea of somebody being in hell, especially somebody I knew like that. The fourth day, Bob, Johnny sits up in the bed <laughs> like <laughs> I'm telling you, he sat right up, and even though he'd been in a coma all this time, he was completely coherent, completely talking, and I realized, wow, God had come through on his end of the deal. Now, what was I going to do? And so I really did not know how what to say because it was still difficult, so I went back out, and I began to pray again, and I was like, okay, Lord, you came through for me. Now I need your help. I need some words. How can I get into this conversation with him? And God said something very clearly to me that only a car salesman would understand. And anybody who's ever sold cars is going to know exactly what I'm saying. He said to me, Robbie, a deal is a deal. And that's all he needed to say. Because to any car salesman whose heart's been broken by person after person after person backing out on a car deal, to us, a deal is a deal. And when you break a deal, you've really gone back on something that is almost sacred to a car salesman. And what God was saying was, Robbie, you made a deal with me now. <laughs> so I walked into the, the room. Johnny's sitting there in the bed, a very proud man. He had his cap on like anybody from Davie County. And <laughs> he said, I said, Johnny, I made a deal with God. I can never forget his, the look on his face. He said, Robbie, what kind of deal did you make with God? <laughs> I said, well, I made a deal that if he would pull you through that coma that I'd either introduce you to him or help you to get to know him better. And Johnny looked at me and he said, well, you better get to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and the point is that then that, that we spent two months um, going through the Gospel of John, and to make a very long story short, when he came to know the Lord, it was through when we got to the part where I am the resurrection. Of course, in the Gospel of John, he's the bread of life and all that stuff. Well, he gets to the part where he's the resurrection of the res- raising of Lazarus. Well, Lazarus was four days late, but right on time. And we had talked about that. And I didn't make the connection myself that Johnny had been in this coma for four days. But when his sister came in after me, apparently she brought the CD from the gate. There was four days late, but right on time. And she stuck it in right after I left. And when I got to the Johnny's house the next day, there was a pastor sitting there, a good friend of mine. And he looked at me and he said, Johnny, tell Robbie what's happened. Well, Robbie, after you left, they stuck in that CD and I realized that was me. I was Lazarus. He brought me back for this very reason and he came to know the Lord. And so you can see that God had trained me to an extent my whole life to understand that simple truth that he then used for such a time as this. And those are the kind of stories I'm praying that you will call in and share today. I've loaded us up a little bit because I have a wonderful apologist by, by the name of Alex McFarland. Many of you are familiar with it. Listen to this station. He's got a wonderful apologetics conference, but I want to bring him on in a minute to talk about, okay, you're equipped like you know your work, you know how to sell cars, but do you know how to share the gospel? Do you know how to defend your faith in that moment? And I have another wonderful guest, Cameron Horner, who uh, does a show called Join the Midst. He's going to be joining us in a minute as well. And so we got quite a show lined up for you today, but I wanted to set the table for you to tell your story because I know you've got one like that for such a time as this. God was training you, and I want you to call in this morning, 866-348-7884. Bob, you've, you've, been, you've lived that too, haven't you? You've... Uh... Have you ever thought about where you would be if he hadn't uh, come back? Oh, know? man. Because uh, I had a friend that it was an awesome guy, and he could squeeze an extra three horsepower out of the average tricycle. He was a tuner in <laughs> Greensboro. And I was around him so much and just knew I should have testified to him, and, and I didn't. And I, I went to his funeral and found out that he was saved and he was a believer, but God kind of let me off the hook that day too. Well, we got Alex McFarland, Cameron Horner, but most of all, we need your story. When we get back, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Give us a call. You may be working at the car wash, but God is training you up for such a time as this. That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We would love to hear your story on how has God trained you for such a time as this? How did he use what, what only an insider would know? Just things that, that you would know. I would love to hear that story. We got some lined up for you. But first, I want to go to my friend Alex McFarland because there's 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 more to just, obviously, I got to know how to sell cars. I got to know how to repair cars. But at some point in time, when that person looks at me and they want some explanation for my faith or some of the things I believe, 
it's helpful to have some equipment <laughs> at your disposal. And Alex, you guys, that's what you're about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what apologetics is. And, uh, hey, Robbie, I got to tell you, man, that was a great story about you and your colleague. And don't you think that um, a Christian that commits to being a witness and evangelizing and cheering the gospel, many of the Christians that I know, myself included, have had a a time when they really blew it. And that caused them to really sort of uh, get some perspective and then recommit themselves to the task of sharing the gospel. Um, let me tell you about a time when I blew it. Uh, Angie and I, this was about 12, 13 years ago, and our ministry was growing, and I was on the Truth Network with Stu, and, you know, I was suddenly getting invitations to fly to the West Coast and preach, and, you know, I got it going on, and I'm out there preaching and evangelizing and often leading people to the Lord in airports, and so we had just bought our first house, and we were in this little neighborhood, and somebody moved in beside us. And over the back fence, we were talking, and um, so I asked, I said, do you guys have a church home? And they said, oh, yeah, we're involved at this church. And it was a really good church in the Greensboro area. So that was about all I said. And I was like, well, they must be saved. They must be Christians, because they're in this great church. And so I didn't really talk much about it. Well, they had been in the neighborhood a couple of months, and one night, about 10 o'clock on a weeknight, there was a knock on our door. And this neighbor and his wife came in, and we said, hey, what, you know, what's going on? Can we, is everything okay? And they said, yeah, we just wanted to tell you, uh, we just got saved. Um, that uh, a group from another church had come visiting and shared the gospel and told us how we could really know Jesus. And we, you know, all these years we've been in church, but we didn't really have a relationship with the Lord. And we were just so happy that we really found Jesus. We just wanted to tell somebody, so we came over to, to tell you and Angie. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I looked at him and I said, listen, I, I owe you an apology, and I ask your forgiveness. And they were like, what? I said, you know, here I am, supposedly an evangelist, and I'm traveling all over the country to speak to audiences and talking about sharing the gospel, and you're my neighbor. And I didn't tell you about Jesus, because I... You mentioned church, and I just assumed you must be a believer. And they were like, oh, don't worry about it. But I really, that night, I really got before the Lord, and I said, Lord, forgive me. Heaven forbid that I would, you know, fly thousands of miles to stand up and talk about the gospel, but on my own street, I wasn't really living and sharing the gospel. And, you know, that was kind of a, as they say, a moment of clarity for me. And I was like, Lord... Um, you know, give me another chance. And, of course, God is the God of the hundredth chance. But, Robbie, don't, don't you think that a lot of, like you, in your context and me with that, sometimes we have to do a little wake-up call, don't we? Oh, and there's no doubt that, that God has that for us. And, but it, it, it takes a constant, like, awareness and and. and in staying in prayer, and but also they they need that equipping, which we're so excited about. This conference is coming up in Greenville, what September fifth through the seventh. Yeah, well, uh, five and six, exactly two weeks away. Yeah, you know, um, this thing of apologetics, which is a you know being able to answer the objections, you know, why we believe what we believe. Because I, w- I want you to think of three words: present, explain, defend. Present, explain, defend. And a lot of Christians, you know, they don't really present the gospel. 
um, maybe they're afraid they wouldn't know how to share the gospel or explain, or if somebody had an objection, you know, how do I know the Bible is really true? Um, do we have any historical evidence that Jesus rose from the grave? Or, you know, how can we be really sure Christ is the only way? That's defending the gospel. So, Robbie, we've got this event we've done for years and years and years. The Truth Network has partnered with us for many, many years to promote these. We've done all over the country, but two weeks from now, think about this, everybody. We're going to be in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and in one location, in one place, you will hear more than two dozen of the world's premier Christian evangelists, defenders of the faith. They're going to equip you to share your faith confidently in any situation. And we're going to... Alex, I hate to interrupt you. I wanted to to jump in here for a second because... Number one, all that that is at ChristianCarGuy.com for you can find out more about it. But And I hate cool. to interrupt Alex right in the middle of that, but we have somebody calling in from Easley, South Carolina. So they're right around the corner, and we have Terry in Easley. And Terry's got a, sh- a story to share with us. Are you still with us, Terry? I am. And we are, uh, we're excited that Alex is going to be down there in Greenville, which I know is right around the corner from you. But tell us your story. Well, um, about... Two years ago, my mom was in a nursing home, and she still is, but um, the, uh, there, um, a new family moved in, a new resident moved into the nursing home, and the son of the resident was deaf. And I had learned sign language, just basic, basic sign language, about 40 years before that, and hadn't really had a chance to use it because I just didn't come in contact with many deaf people. But I just love people with disabilities and such, and that's just the way God gifted me. And so when I saw this deaf man, I was so excited because, you know, I could use my sign language. So I ran over there and introduced myself and talked to him. Well, um, one of the first things I did, and let me just back up and say that uh, I didn't know that he, other than his mom having dementia really, really badly, I didn't know that basically his whole world was falling apart because of all these bad things that Oh, wow, Terry, I, I hate to interrupt you, too, but that music tells me we got to go to a break, and I know all of our listeners want to know, this sounds more than intriguing, you know, what happened in this circumstance? We still got Cameron Horner, Horner coming up, more about the Apologetics Conference, and Bob is loaded for bear, too, by the way. He's got four or five stories he's going to share with us. We got so much more Christian Car Guy Show coming at you. What's worth living for if nothing that would die? such a time as this what has god been training you for what special <laughs> situation and, and maybe sometimes we we miss our opportunities and maybe sometimes we're we're like terry our friend in easily south carolina was sharing right before the break she'd had some training on how to do sign language years before and then all of a sudden for such a time as this terry uh, this opportunity opened itself up for you. Uh, can you pick yeah, us up where you and, left uh, us? Yeah. Yeah, so 
uh, I was so excited to be able to talk to him. And one of the first things I did was share the gospel with him. And due to his past religious experiences, he felt like he was fine. But I just kept doing it and doing it. But, well, just to make a really, really long story short, he got saved last July, this past July, and he died this past May. He wow. was healthy. He was not expected to die. Of course, I didn't know that. I'm heartbroken because it was my, you know, we became very good friends. And he ended up, it was, it was such a blessing because he ended up teaching me lots of sign language because I was a novice. And now I am deeply involved in deaf ministry. And deaf people are one of the uh, top unreached people groups. And they're right in all of our communities. So um, it is just amazing to me to, to look at this as if I'm not involved in it and see the amazing things God has done. You really uh, had you, last couple years. So, you, you really yeah. had my undivided attention there because my wife signs too, and at one time she was signing for our congregation at church. And uh, wonderful, yeah, she's just such a dear, sweet person, and uh, just the love of my life. And God really placed placed me well. And there's your challenge, Alex. You got this conference coming up <laughs> right there yeah. around the corner from Easley. Are you going to have stuff uh, for folks that sign? Oh, um, yes, we are. We're going to be at First Baptist Church of Spartanburg, and so we're not far from Easley. And listen, the website, I'll give the website, it's truthforanewgeneration.com. You're going to hear people like Ben Carson and Eric Metaxas and the historian David Barton and Josh McDowell, two dozen speakers. And, you know, Robbie, we've done these for so long. People, they'll call me from 10 years ago. They'll say, Alex, I went to Truth for a New Generation. It was an absolute turning point in my church, my family, my life. And so, folks, uh, the thing this year is, is life and liberty given by God. And yet we're talking about evangelism. We need, we need a fresh move of the Lord in the American church. I pray for that. And this conference, I believe, is going to be something God is using to turn a lot of people to the, to the revival and the awakening we need. So don't miss it, folks. It's two weeks from, two weeks from right now, September 5 and 6. It is. Terry, God bless you. So, And I appreciate your courage to call in and share that story. It's something I, we all needed to hear. Thank you for calling Amen. in today. Thank you. It's a blessing to get to share. Yeah, that's so cool. Alex, well, I, it's really cool that the Lord placed you here today and, and me in this chair to hear you because I know I could do a, a lot better shooting if I had a little better ammunition. And uh, that's just uh-huh. what you have is what I need. And uh, it's just really amazing that, that I'm sitting here today. And uh, I, I feel like uh, that's one of my weakest points. And uh, I, I don't mind talking, but I just don't always say the right things. And I think you could help me a lot. That is so cool. And also, um, we have... I want to give out the number again. If you had a story like that for such a time as this, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And as promised, we have Cameron Horner. Well, I thought we had Cameron Horner, but we lost Cameron Horner. Um, on to share his story, which we'll get him back in a minute, because God had him in a very kind of unique place for such a time as this. But, Bob, we, what you're finding right now in your life is – that what looked like, well, just share it yourself. I couldn't say it like you could. Well, 
Um, many of you know, and some of you don't, but I lost my son January 9th uh, this year, and which is kind of ironic. My business is 109, you pull it, and my son dies on 109 uh, this year. And um, But so many things have been, so many doors have been open for me. Uh, a lady had called a while back about me sharing <clears throat> about abuse and addiction and and uh, my experience with it and my son's experience with it. And at, at that time, she knew I was not ready. She said, I know you're not ready now, but when you are ready, you know, and I said, well, just call me back. And she called back a little while, uh, you know, sometime after that. And I, I, I put her off again. And she called back this week. I said, call me tomorrow and I'll have you a firm decision. And I'm like, okay, Lord, uh, I put you off long enough. It's time for me to take the things that have been placed in my life as tragic as they were and use those things to uh, help somebody. If I can open one eye, if I can, you know, steer one clear or just, you know, have somebody to realize that when you do have an injury and, um, you know, you're on pain medication, that is an opiate and, and an opiate will get a hold of you in just such a tragic way. And it's such a terrible, terrible thing. And uh, I've had the opportunity to help people get in up at the, get involved with the Alpha Acres, the rescue mission up there. And uh, just the opportunity to speak this week at um, at this event in Greensboro to be on Thursday night. I can't even tell you where it is. I said yes, and I'll get the details from you later about where and everything. And, and just really, really, really excited that God got me off my stump and uh, got me back in the ball game of trying to help some folks and interestingly as as we talk about that story cameron horner who does join the midst uh, was involved in a diving accident a few years ago was in a wheelchair was on the radio with me on what was at that time robbie's hobbies with uh, waiting to get on that show when bob son did the christian car guy show uh, a few weeks before his death and and cameron is with us now and uh, cameron you're for such a time as this story is 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 definitely unique i guess as all all of ours are but and i'm excited because you're going to be there at the truth for the new generation conference with alex you're not going to be speaking but you're going to get a chance to meet johnny erickson tata and some other folks there but uh, cameron can you share with it what how you feel like god placed you for such a time as this yeah absolutely and you know as we're talking about this the word that keeps popping into my head is, is is an orchestra and and it's just like we have a director of of our orchestra that is uh, orchestrating the whole thing, and we're constantly convicted. You know, we need to we need to go and be used to to draw people to the Lord. In fact, this week's uh, Joy in the Mets, which will be airing here in just a, a couple hours, sneak peek. It's kind of along these lines of God sends people uh, to a sinner's life to one step at a time draw that center to himself and we uh you know we want to be there and ready when the lord wants to use us but then as we're talking today um i'm thinking you know hang on just a second i can't forget that god did that same thing for me and and for alex and for all of us um and uh the the story that that really stands out to me as i meditate on these things is uh how did god draw me and, and I know at, at one point in my life it was really at 16 years old which you know I'm 21 so I wasn't but just a few years ago um, he brought uh, just some very influential people to my life that 
loved Jesus like I had never seen before and, and pressed, um, pressed into him and, and really pressed into his word in a way that I, I had never done, never experienced. And, uh, when I saw that, I, you know, I, uh, being a believer, I, I was a Christian, but not one that was following, following Christ at the time. But when I saw that, you know, having the Holy Spirit to some degree in my life, you know, it, it drew me, it drew me to that. But before that happened, God did and had to, you know, prepare my heart for when that was going to happen. And I, the big way that he did it um, was I, uh, you know, being the, the good Christian boy that I was, uh, went and worked at a, a camp called Camp Caraway, which is in the mountains of North Carolina. Um, and I loved it there. There was so much peace. And um, just was able to separate from the world for a summer um, before God presented this these radical believers to me that, that I needed to see in order to start a relationship with them. And um, so, you know, that was just, that wasn't the beginning of his working in my life by no means, but that was like the last big climax before he just opened up the door to what a relationship with him was. And um, so I, I love that. But, you know, you mentioned uh, my accident. And um, since then, uh, as some may know, I, the Lord has uh, graced me to be in the ministry with him. And, um, well, you know, I, I hate to cut you off, Cameron, but again, we got to go to a break and we do. Absolutely. We got some other folks calling in at 866-348-7884 with their story. We do have a ton left in this show. So stay tuned. We got so much more Christian Car Guy show coming up. I want to live like there's no tomorrow, love, like I'm on borrowed time. It's good to be, it's good to be alive. I want to live like there's no tomorrow. For such a time as this, we're all here and we are on borrowed time. And what is it that you may need to share this week with somebody that you hadn't realized that, that, that you've been being trained for a long time for something very, very specific, and you might find yourself in a place. And we were talking with Cameron Horner, our good friend that does Joy in the Midst, which, again, is on Mission Magazine coming up at 1230 today. But, Cameron, where God had you in the wheelchair, time and again, you find yourself in a way in a in a place to be able to pray for people and, and reach them where if you weren't where you were you wouldn't be able to do it yeah and that is part of the preparation um i, I was just talking with someone the other day about that I, it it seems like you can be a believer and sincere and walk up to someone and um and love on them and they can receive love from you but first you know, they have to be able to open their hearts to you. And, um, you know, while it is difficult being in a wheelchair and, and stuff, it, it opens a door uh, of tenderness um, to their hearts where they'll open up to you and then you can bring the love of Christ. Um, and, uh, you know, we have to be willing to be bold in that. And I have never really been one that's been um, terribly bold naturally. I mean, so one of the ways that, that God prepared me for that um, was, you know, just leading up before my accident. Um, 
I was in, you know, stuff similar to, to Boy Scouts it's, uh, or uh, ROTC, South Civil Air Patrol. And in it, you know, it, it's uh, kind of auxiliary of the Air Force. And in it, I would, um, you know, be in front of groups of people speaking or have to be, um, you know, very bold in my encouragement of, of, of some of the kids who are going through the program. And, um, you know, your, your goal is to help them succeed, but you, you have to, you know, you have to kind of be bold enough to press in with them. Um, and then and just so, before my, yeah, and then just before my accident, I, I got a summer job in which I was around a, a lot of people my age and on their same kind of playing field. And um, the Lord said, okay, now use that boldness a little bit to, to reach out to them. And uh, again, that was not something that I had ever been good at. Um, so then when my I, I happened, wanted to jump in for a second there, right in the middle of yeah, that, Cameron, where we got Alex here and say, Alex, a lot of the time, the reason why we don't have boldness, which is obviously we're asking God to give that to us, is we feel like we don't have the equipment. We don't have the bullets to fire. And so it, it's a big part of why we need these kind of conferences, places to get the understanding of the questions that we ask, right? Exactly. I mean, study after study shows the number one reason people don't share their faith is fear. Christians uh, uh, indicate that they're afraid to share the gospel because quote, they might be asked to have answers. Well, Alex, we're, I'm afraid but, you're breaking up on us of all times to have. You, you reckon Satan doesn't want what you want said down here? <laughs> Can you hear me okay, Alex? Yeah, I'm afraid we've lost him. And we got but we got Cameron, but that that's something along those lines Cameron that God has been training you as as you mentioned that you worked at the Christian camp, then you went to that. But we have Margie is in Sandy, Utah, and she's got a a, a long story for us. So we want to try to get that on Sandy. I'm so honored that you would call in today to share that with us. Are you still here with us? Margie? In Sandy, Utah. Margie, are you with us? All right. Margie is left, but we still got Cameron, so we'll go back to the with Cam- Cameron's story really, really just hit me right square in the face because as tragic as it was, Rob's uh, death has really opened a lot of doors for me to speak out to people. There are people that call me at the yard and ask me about, you know, a child with a problem or our brother with a problem and and it's just really you know how god used tragedy to to give you know equip us to uh help folks it's just really amazing it just you really rung my bell cameron and you know bob um one of the things that, that the lord has equipped me with is actually been just my encounter with you and your whole story um sometimes when you go up and pray for someone or you minister to someone you don't see the outcome so you, you can, there's an element that, that you can have discouragement. It's like, well, God, I, I'm doing all this. You know, there I am in a wheelchair, and, and I, I feel like you're wanting to use me um, in it. And it's like, but it, am I really having any effect? And then, you know, the Lord had me come up and pray with you right after you shared your story with your son. And, um, you know, I didn't think anything much of it. I just, um, you know, wanted to share how I had met your son one last time before he passed and then turns out a few weeks later that that robbie said that that really that really encouraged you and and i just gotta say that the lord used you in my life because i I got to 
be an opportunity when he is equipping at least my faith to say, Cameron, keep doing what you're doing. Keep going out and praying with people. Please um, do, brother. Please do. Please do. Well, we have Tom is in Utah and Provost, which I want to get him on. Uh, Tom, well, that was lost Margie again, but we still got Tom. Oh, Hello, Tom. Yeah. This is Robbie Dillmore. Um, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Tell us, yeah. uh, first of all, it says, are you in Provost, Utah or New York? Cohoes, New York, yeah. That's awesome. What up, ra- by, uh, Al- up by Albany, New York. What radio station are you listening to? Uh, WHAZ. No, wait a minute. No. Not, um, I don't have it on right now. I had it on a pre-recorded program on... Um, okay, and I see. That's why you're calling in, because they, they play the show pre-recorded, but... And today yeah, we're actually talking about for, for such a time as this where God was training you to do something, but you called in because you got a situation with your escort. Share with us. Maybe we can help you. Well, yeah, I, I've done a lot of work on people's cars, and it's really, I've, I've had some success, you know, because I've been in around, the, I've, I'm a Christian, I've been a Christian for 20 years at least. Um, I've had some real successes and some real failures, but... Um, I got the, my own car right now, and I got nobody to really help me with it. Nobody seems to know what the heck to kind of sound. I'm ready to take it to the garage, but um, um, it idles rough. Just idles rough. You know, when you come to a stop in drive, I always put it in neutral now to uh, avoid it. So uh, it's a it's Mazda engine. It's a 2002 Escort, and is the check engine light on? No, I passed. I just got the pass inspection. I, I ran the codes. There's no codes, and um, you know, I have a code machine myself. And um, there's no codes. It's got it's, a new intake manifold, an EGR valve, and all this stuff. Have you? Um, and, uh, so it's idling rough. Is it? Is it so rough that it's actually skipping a beat, or is it just kind of sitting there vibrating at the stoplight? Yeah, it's it's like an intake uh, vacuum leak. I squeeze all the hoses off. It's not that you can't drive it. It's just it's um it's all over the place. It's not one cylinder, you know. I checked all the cylinders. I checked the plugs. It's um it about feels t- like there's a hose off someplace. You know? I just can't find it. Well, this one is a tough one to end the show with. Sometimes that happens. And um, if you'll go to my website, ChristianCarGuy.com. You can email an expert, and we will get that off and see if we can find you some help, which is a great segue to say you can always go to ChristianCarGuy.com, and you can ask any of our experts, and we're going to have to get to work on that one. And we want to thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show today. I want to mention again the Truth for New Life conference, all that information's at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as at Jesus Labor Love. Free car repair for single moms and widows, the labor only. But you can find out about that under the Jesus Labor Love. Thank you for listening today. Bob, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me, brother. And Cameron, thank you so much. You really helped me. You lifted me up today. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And how about seeing how you could get trained a little bit more for what God has prepared for you this week?